most amazing our perspective sometimes. And, you know, I, I, I come to what I want to share with you this morning, and I, I hope my prayer is that Holy Spirit change the way we see, change our paradigm, our understanding. Take us beyond this ho-hum thing we call Christianity into something that is more than life, into something that, well, it overwhelms me with the aliveness and the understanding that I'm not, I can't get saved and get away from it. It continues to grow and to bloom and to enlarge every day. So Holy Spirit, teach us your ways. Teach us your ways. We give you our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Didn't realize it was praying until I was in the prayer. Um, want to go ahead and start out with our text this morning. I want to talk to you about wonders, wonders, or not wonders, just, let's just say wonders, wonders. I'm not talking about bread, okay, we're talking about wonders. Say that with me, wonders. So in order to grab hold of this and get into what we're talking about, let's go ahead and read this verse of scripture from Hebrews chapter 7 and in verse 25. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost. That means completely, by the way. You wonder what uttermost is? It's completely. Therefore, he is also able to save completely those who come to God through him. Since he always lives to make intercession for them. He lives, he always lives to make intercession for them. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of stuff in this verse. But what I want to focus on, and, and by the way, I, 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 I'm saving the rest of it so you don't have to worry too much about it. I want to focus on he, is, he always lives to make intercession. He always lives to make intercession. Say that with me. He always lives to make intercession. Okay, I'm not going to ask you to repeat after me for the rest of the message. I just want you to grab hold of this. Do you remember the words of Jesus? He said, it is finished. It is finished. So, so here's my question. If it is finished, What's he doing now? If Jesus said it's finished, however you interpret that, finished is finished. So he said it is finished. So I honestly ask the question, what is Jesus doing now? Good question, right? What, what is Jesus? If it's finished, then what is Jesus doing now? Now, we know what he did in the gospel. We know the suffering. We know the death. We know the resurrection. 
We know the ascension. And, and, and what happened next? I mean, when all that's said and done, what is Jesus doing now? I love it when people look at me like, I guess I never thought about that before. That's what I'm hoping. Because some people even act as if he's retired and is now just left to the adoration of the people. But Jesus didn't retire. Hello? He is now implementing everything he has done. So it's finished, but now Jesus is putting that into practice. So I want to give you a mouthful. Are you ready for the mouthful? Because this, that, what I just said, that in this room, wherever you are right at this moment, Jesus alive is implementing what he has done and is making real in our lives what otherwise would just become ancient history. Do you get that? He's making real in our lives what otherwise would become just ancient history. And, friend, hear me, hear me, hear me. If I miss this, if, if, if I miss that Jesus is alive and implementing what he has done and making real in our lives what otherwise would be ancient history, if I miss that, that's all I've got is ancient history. If I miss this, all I have is history. I, I've got the ashes of what once was a living thing that now is simply just reported to me every century, every, every Sunday as, as ancient history and wouldn't it be great, you know? We get that ancient history and we learn all this ancient history. And, and wouldn't it be great, you know, if, if, that kind of thing. And if you try harder, you might get somewhere close to it. It's just history lessons that so many believers go through on a Sunday. And there, But there's no life unless you realize what Jesus is doing right now. And you know what it's called? Intercession. Intercession. Let me say something here, and, and it needs to be said. And, and, and from the beginning to the end, the gospel is the one. Say it again. The gospel is the wonder. I, I say one, wonder. I, I didn't say miracle, okay? A miracle is sort of down here. A wonder is up here. In the Hebrew language, a wonder, or you can interpret it wonderful, means that which is beyond the imagination, beyond all thought of any human being to be... To, to, to begin to ever comprehend it in thought, let alone ability. It's beyond the imagination. 
Your imagination goes so far after it stops, he's still going. It's beyond all thought of any human being to begin to ever comp- he can't comprehend it. His mm, let alone the ability to accomplish. Listen, listen. So he's saying it's beyond your thinking, it's beyond your imagination. There is no ability in you to ever, ever do it. You can't even think it. That's a wonder or wonders. That's the definition of wonder. Look, you cannot move the gospel without confronting the wonder. I mean, really, come on. Come on. Have we ever read the scripture? Have we ever stopped to to realize what the Spirit said? The wonder begins, for example, with the incarnation. That which is God himself took to himself our humanness. And he became a genuine human among us. He's 100% human while simultaneously someone who is 100% God. And, and, And when I meet him, you know, I meet someone who looks like a Middle Eastern carpenter. And, and yet I, I meet the person who is God with us. Does he think that? Can you really, really wrap your head around that? Be, be real. Don't be religious on me this morning, please. I can. If you say it enough times, you get used to it, and then you just kind of forget about it. But can you see that as a absolute reality, more real than the pew or the chair that you happen to be sitting in this morning. That God himself joined the human race. And now I can relate to God human to human and know that he relates to me. He's he's been through what I have been through whether it be anxiety or from birth to taxes to all the hatred of religion and everything else that's, that's mounted there, there is no place, friend, there is no place in your life where you go or have been that you will not see the footsteps of Jesus because he's been there. I don't care where you go, you'll see those footsteps ahead of you. You will see the Look. Now, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, that, that's more than a miracle. That's a wonder. It, it leaves you speechless. What about he lived a life among us? He who is creator, who made every blade of grass and every mosquito. Thank you very much. And yet, when he became human and lived among us, Nobody recognized him. And even if he attempted to say who he was, they wanted to kill him for blasphemy, saying, who do you think you are? You're only the carpenter, for Pete's sake. And you can say, wow, that's incredible. But the fact is, he chose. He who is God chose to die. And he started, if you remember correctly, the process in the Garden of Gethsemane. You know, they they came out to arrest him. 
I, I just, you know, honestly, I find that rather strange because I don't know if you ever studied it out. You think a couple guards came out to get him. No, 6,000 soldiers turned up to arrest one man. Six. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. They were scared of him. They, they, they know something's different. And what does Jesus do? He says, who are you seeking? Well, I'm sorry. Who are you seeking? They said, we're seeking Jesus of Nazareth. You remember what he does? He turns, he, he then utters the name of God and said, I am. And 6,000 Roman soldiers fell on their backs. <laughs> now that tells me that he established right from the get-go, I'm in charge here. Now again, who are you looking for? Go arrest him. Do you understand? They didn't arrest him. He gave himself to them. So he's saying, you know, but this is a wonder. Hello? That God joined the human race with the absolute intention of suffering. In choosing to suffer, what do they do? They crucify him. And all his response was, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. All these professional crucifiers, and by the way, that's what they were. They would travel from site to site because their craft, their skill was crucifying people. These were professional crucifiers. And in all their years, all they ever heard was, was, was cursing them. You know, they were damning them to hell. They, they With every blow of the hammer... Curse after curse would come out. And this one says, I love you. Father, forgive them. That in itself is a wonder. They buried him. And he came out of the tomb in such a fashion that death died. Please understand me when I say, I know what we sing, and we just sang it, that he conquered death. No, he killed it. Death died. I'm so tempted to ask him to repeat that. I'm not going to because I made a promise. He came out of that tomb in such a fashion that death died. Look, he, he, he didn't come out just by slipping back into life again. Death died. And he came out of the tomb. That's never happened before. In fact, it's never happened since. Only one person in all of time and space in history has ever risen from the dead in that fashion. That's a wonder. Can't even subject it to science. A wonder. It's a wonder. Okay, I lied to you. Say it with me. A wonder. Hmm. And then God 
the Holy Spirit came upon the 120 and they continued coming upon them so that human beings became the residency of the Holy Spirit. We're not the same person. I'm, I'm sorry, we're not the same person you met yesterday. We've become entangled with the Holy Spirit. We're an entirely different creation, creature, whatever you want to call us, a new creation. I'm different. You're, I'm not the same person you met yesterday. Him, he's gone. This is me today, entangled with the Holy Spirit. That's called a wonder. I'm not the same. <laughs> yeah, you're looking at me like, yeah, that's all true. That's, that's good, Pastor. Thank you for the history. So let's take one more step. I'm talking about what Jesus is doing today. Now, here's where I get point blank. Do you expect it to be less than a wonder? Because I'm not going to talk about this as if it's a ho-hum. Do you expect it to be less than a wonder? Because, friend, we are right now in the middle of the wonder that Jesus is still here. And the wonder of that is he's do his doing has increased until it involves every human on the planet. His doing has increased. His doing continues to increase. Listen. I'm going to debunk something. But let me first of all say that the difference is it's the world of invisible. It's the world of invisible. I know some people say, well, if I can't see it, I don't believe it. And I'll say, don't be stupid. You say stupid, Pastor? I'll say stupid, yes. When you say something like that, it's defined as stupid. You live in the 21st century, do you not? You are surrounded by invisible. The room where we're sitting right now, right now, is throbbing in with the invisible that you can't see. Some of you are doing this on something that you cannot see how it works. It's invisible. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? This, this watch on my wrist, uh, I love it. I've had it for a number of years. It, it does things besides tell me the time. It tells me my text. It tells me my mail. It, 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 it shows me pictures from my ring at home of who's coming to the door, who's in the backyard, and all this other. It just it, it does weird things, and, and, and there's no wires attached. There's no, it's just all of a sudden I can be doing something, and the wrist goes, you know, and oh, it just, you know, I don't know how it works. It's invisible. Somebody from my house, somebody from across, you know, I've, I've been reading some things from the gal over in Ukraine whose name I can't pronounce, but I got to meet when I did, at, at the, when I did church in her home. And for some reason, 
it comes to me translated. I, it's invisible. You, you don't believe in things that are beyond your comprehension? Of course you do. You don't believe in the invisible? Of course you do. I mean, it's weird. I, I take and, and I have this, this pad and I write all my message down and my notes on and it goes up onto my computer. I have no cords. There's nothing attaching anything. I mean, I'm sorry, but I come from the day when we used to have one of those phones in our hallway in the Cape Cod that we lived in and it had a cord on it that was about 375 feet long. We had a number, it was referred to as Stadium 4, 8028. Stadium 4, that meant 7, 8. Oh, don't ask me why they did that. I even remember the day when I used to pick up the phone call to call, to call my friend and somebody else was talking on it. Some of you are looking at me going, well, what's he talking about? Call a phone. You know, and, and, and we used to, you know, it's funny, we would take that cord from the hallway and we'd be all the way at the other end of the kitchen or we'd be all the way in the bedroom with the door shut. You know, or all this, it's funny, but, and, and then, you know, it was, but back then you had to, because it was all connected, it was a cord, right? You did things with cords. Today, you don't have cords. I, I write it on my pad, it goes on the computer, and next thing I know, it goes over to the copier. How is that spooky? No cords. The way we were raised, we had cords. We used things. Little discs called floppy disks. But now, what I put up on here comes out over there. Honestly, that's called clumsy science. I'm talking about God, who's the creator, who's incarnate, who suffered, who died, who rose again, and is now doing something right here. Do you just see it? You do believe in the invisible. I mean, for a lot of you, when you go home this afternoon, you'll pull in your driveway and, and press this little thing. Because if you don't, you'll slam into a wall. There's no wires, right? There's nothing. It's just a... Up goes the garage door. Unless you're my wife. Sorry, Kathy. She didn't slam into it once, did she? By the way, I am looking for some place to stay this afternoon. <laughs> you know, and I'm just thinking, I saved this message yesterday, and they tell me it has gone into a cloud. Really? You, you know what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just, here's the thing. We've got so used to the invisible, so used to what 20 years ago would be called a wonder. 
And now he's dismissive. And then they and then we say, but I can't believe that God is invisible. Okay, enough said. He always lives. He says, he always lives. Now let, let me say this. Let me move on from the other stuff, which means, and, and get this, that Jesus as was known not only in the Gospels, but here's the point. Also in the early church, he was known to be completely present and to be acting in their lives in this word called intercession. It says he is always, that he always lives, that He is alive, doing exactly the same thing. I'm going to be honest. I I really don't think 90% of Christians today believe that, that he's the same today as he was yesterday and he'll be forever and ever. And, And you know why they really don't believe that? It's because they've been taught that. Because somebody back in the 6th century said the Holy Spirit had retired. And now nothing you read in the Bible is, is applicable to today. Look, they're saying that was just for the beginning. And so we stumble around, you know, we're trying to make things happen without the Holy Spirit. Of course, that was all a lie. And in my book, that was a satanic-inspired lie, my friend. And it was repeated again about 100 years ago or so. You speak to people in churches today, they do not believe that Jesus is the same today as he was yesterday, not not practically speaking. I mean, you might mouth it, you you might even sing it in in that sense, but practically speaking, uh, he retired. No, he didn't. What we're talking about today is is, is, is that a Jesus who was here, is is now passed into the invisible, which we're all now fully aware of the invisible. He passed into that invisible and is now doing wonders in our lives as he did in the New Testament. Can you say amen to that? Like I said, there was so much I wanted to give. But what I've done is I've just built a canvas for you of everything else I want to put on it. That's another way of saying I'm just scratching the surface here. I've just built a canvas. Intercession. 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 What is intercession? I mean... (laughs) It's pretty much a religious word, right? You don't go down to the grocery store. You don't go down to Giant Eagle and talk about intercession. The word intercession has a mass of meanings. Okay? It's not just a typical thing. It's a mass of meanings. And I know, I know, I know a lot of people think intercession means prayer. No, it doesn't. 
It doesn't mean prayer. Prayer is a little part of it, yes. But intercession is a whole lot bigger. When they say Jesus is interceding for us, what they usually end up believing is that Jesus is having a nonstop prayer meeting somewhere. For No. So, what does this word intercession mean? Let's answer it. Beyond the humanity. Otherwise, you'd be here till at least 12.30. Then you'd be mad at me. I want to get into intercession and understanding the wonder. I don't want to give it to you lightly. Or just a few hot spots. I want to teach you what intercession is. understand intercession and when you understand that he always lives that Jesus is alive making this thing we call intercession for us it changes everything Father thank you for your word this morning thank you Thank you for what you're saying to us, stirring up something within us, something that we know, we, we know that the Holy Spirit is bearing witness that there's more, there's more I need to know, there's more of an understanding, there's more of a revelation of who you are in my life. Holy Spirit, teach me, guide me, direct me here. Holy Spirit, impart the life of Christ in wisdom and understanding, leading and guiding. Impart joy, peace, assurance. Impart the life of Christ. Will the the victory, the assurance. Impact us, Father, everywhere. Hit us. Impact us. Wonder. What a wonder. More than a miracle. It goes beyond my imagination. A wonder. You are more than wonder. Yet I've just become accustomed. Just like I've become accustomed to the invisible, i just become accustomed to a religion. To the things I'm supposed to do because I don't, I don't get it. Don't really look at you as same today as I did yesterday, as you were yesterday, and that you'll be the same no, I just, it's, it's just a whole gone now. I'm home. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for the stagnation I've allowed myself to be in. 
to accept what this world would try to trap me in. As the Antichrist continues to rip apart and come against his church. But his church can never be defeated. We have all you are ever present here now invisible though it may be you are here now and not just here but in me now that's wonder and in me you're doing
What I'm about to ask you to do isn't what scares you. What I'm about to ask you to do is what's burning in your heart and what you regret because it allows me the opportunity to break you. So what I'm asking you right now is your heart is going red. Would you just right where you sit, lift your hand up to just let us catch my attention because I want to pray with you. I want, I want to pray with you to assure you know right now that God is present in your life. Scary? That's you this morning. Would you just slip your hand up right now? I want to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, I give you praise. In Jesus' name, Would you stand with me this morning? Let the worshipers arise. Let the sons and the daughters see I'm surrendering my all I surrender to the King Let the worshippers rise Let the sons and the Can't I just worship where I'm at? Sure you can. But I also know the heart that's saying, I'm staying right here. Because you're not just you're not just doing it. You do it to God all the time. And we need to get past ourselves. How in the world do you enter into worship? And I'm the first one to say, you don't. I know better. If it's all about your convenience, you know, don't, don't. You'll get more in trouble. I want you to walk out of here loving me, not hating me, you know, obviously. But I do want to encourage you to step out of comfort zones. Formulated ideas. And let him be present to you this morning and experience wonder. Guys thinking a little while ago we were out to breakfast some of the guys on a Tuesday morning and Mike had just inter installed his ring on his front door and we'd never really seen it us other guys he's showing his, his front out his front door there off the porch and the traffic going by on his road and I was, I'm, you know me I'm going oh that is so neat look at that wonder I can see now it's present tense. It's what's going on. Guys, you've been dead to me. 
invisible as it is. Let me tell you of another wonder that's far greater than anything man can do. Beyond all imagination. But I don't believe he's the same today as he was then. Because it's, you know, he's ugly Well, things have changed. Oh, yeah, they have, but he hasn't. So let the worshipers rise. Let the sons and the daughters say, for God to raise, he is present, here, alive, in the now, doing. So as we sing this song, let's let's place around these pews, around these altars, let's rapture. Let's open up and know his presence. Wonderful. And who knows? We might understand intercession before we even get to it next week. But let the worshipers arise. Sing it with us. Let the worshipers.